Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good evening, folks. Coming to you right before NBA Finals tip-off. So just going to try to do a quick rundown uh, between the series itself and just to uh, see where uh, things line up, at least from a DFS perspective for game one. Uh, because, you know, with showdowns, like it, you know, it's very highly concentrated as to how uh, the game script uh, kind of plays out and what to uh, target. You know, from an overall perspective... You know, in terms of matchups, uh, it's interesting because no one expected Miami to be here. Uh, everyone thought it was going to be Lakers or Clippers, so it's not a surprise to see LeBron and the Lakers here. Uh, but the Heat are the big wild card, and it's a question of understanding, are the Heat truly a championship-quality team, or did we mis- uh, misjudge the quality of the East uh, after... Uh, the pandemic lockdown and then kind of coming into the bubble, did the Bucks really just lose all sense of momentum and then it became a free-for-all? You know, did the Heat peak at the right time? You know, a lot of different questions that could be asked about uh, the Easter Conference, how things played out. Me, personally, I've, <laughs> I've profited quite a bit from the playoffs this year because I uh, picked the Heat over the uh, Pacers Picked the heat over the Bucks. I thought the Bucks were very susceptible uh, in terms of strategy because I saw no development from Giannis in the four months we were off till when the bubble began. I saw no development in Giannis's game to prepare himself for the playoffs, unlike what I saw out of Luka uh, in terms of uh, developing as a player. I saw no development from Giannis, so I-, I thought it was very predictable that the game plan that shut him down last year against Toronto uh, uh, beat him again. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I'm looking at this, you know, wasn't surprised to see the Heat beat the Bucks. Wasn't surprised to see the Heat beat the Celtics because the Celtics struggled through a seven-game series against a Toronto team that they were much more talented than. So, again, I, I feel that this kind of comes into it where, you know, I don't think the East was that good. But at the same time, the Lakers, you know, we're a couple of months into bubble play here. Uh, it's been a, a bit of a stretch with uh, this Lakers group, and it's a it's an older veteran group. So, you know, there are questions as to whether or not the Lakers are, you know, just got enough in the gas tank because, you know, 
they didn't actually have to go through the Clippers because of the Paul George choke job that, that I haven't even gotten to just because there are too many other things to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Clippers at some point. Uh, and Doc Rivers being let go as coach of the Clippers, despite the fact that no one has ever coached in the middle of a pandemic before, uh, where we've got uh, social justice uh, social justice messages uh, being bandied about by players and coaches, you, you know, and then we're essentially blaming Doc Rivers for the Clippers flaming out in the playoffs when uh, you, your two biggest stars don't show up for vast stretches of closeout games that you're up through one, but it's the coach's fault. But anyway, we're, we're, we'll, uh, we'll uh, get to that at some point, but you know, looking at this uh, slate, it's kind of coming down to me in terms of how I want to play the heat, because I think the Lakers are going to contest the middle, uh, avoid uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo getting those paint uh, points in the paint. I think the heat are going to have to, uh, be a far more uh, efficient transition offensive team, use their defense to create offense, uh, and then, you know, hit threes in transition as well. So I think it, it kind of comes down to getting exposure to Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and also some Jay Crowder because I think those role players are going to have to hit open three-pointers. I think they're going to swing the ball around. And they're just going to, uh, the Lakers are going to be content having those guys take the shots as opposed to it uh, get, being in the hands of Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. Now, the other question is whether or not Adebayo can stay out of foul trouble. Because, you know, the Lakers have length that Adebayo has not had to deal with in the postseason yet. I mean, the Pacers didn't have anyone capable of uh, matching him in the post. Then you get to the Milwaukee series. I mean, Brooke Lopez is a sack of potatoes. Uh, you know, you're not getting challenged in the post the way uh, that you're going to be challenged here. You know, and Giannis, yeah, we, we, we already talked about Giannis being soft. You know, at the end of the day, the Bucks series didn't challenge Adebayo. The Celtics put up a good fight, but the Celtics are undersized. So... In terms of things going on, it's a, a lot harder for the Celtics to match up in terms of uh, offensive efficiency. Uh, I mean, and uh, offensive efficiency from Adebayo and just the size mismatches and athleticism mismatches that Thice uh, uh, ran into uh, for the Celtics. And, you know, some, uh, some of the, uh, Robert Williams and some of the other bodies the Celtics try to throw Adebayo. Yeah, none of those guys come close to uh, his athleticism. But now you got to go up against Anthony Davis. Now you got to go up against uh, you know a resurgent Dwight Howard who's refocused. Uh, you know, leave it to LeBron to like inspire Dwight Howard to actually give a damn about playing basketball again and being focused. But Dwight Howard has been uh, terrific in the bubble. I played Javale McGee. Uh, has solidified that center spot. I would be shocked if Dwight isn't starting in a starting five uh, in tonight's game. But, you know, I think it's going to be a very hard series for Adebayo. Uh, the Heat need Adebayo to win uh, the NBA title, but I just don't see him getting there. I think it's going to be Adebayo having to be a facilitator, kicking the ball out, drawing attention in the post, kicking it out to the shooters, 
and getting their buckets that way. Now, they're going to have to find ways of being creative, getting out of bio, the ball in the paint, and open open things up. And Spolster is very good at that. I just think that it's going to be a very hard series for Adebayo to just dominate games. He's going to have to pick his spots to uh, make his surges and push the tempo uh, the way he was in uh, game six in the fourth quarter where he's just dr- uh, dribbling the ball and just taking guys off the <laughs> off the dribble as a big man. Like, you got a seven-footer just taking guys off the dribble. You don't see that every day. You know, that's what Giannis was supposed to be able to do. But then, you know, everyone shut down the door on Giannis by crowning the paint. I, I expect the Lakers to kind of employ a similar strategy, but no one had ever seen Adebayo do that before. But when they try to do that, Adebayo's got to be smart enough to just kick that out to the shooters and make the Lakers pay. That's where Adebayo's going to bring uh, uh, a value to the series. Now, from the standpoint of Jimmy Butler... My concern with Butler is the fact that, you know, if I'm the Lakers, I'm going to just assign Danny Green to him for vast stretches of the game, and then I'm going to have LeBron close him out uh, come fourth quarter. And I wonder how Jimmy Butler is going to be efficient enough scoring the basketball. He's just going to have to get to the foul line. And, you know, uh, uh, Butler is smart enough to uh, get himself – uh, cheap buckets and, and get to the line. So I think that's where he's going to have to bring value. He's going to have to get uh, some value uh, in that fashion. And uh, as I see here, the Yankees, uh, you know, with the rain delay, that should have been taken care of, uh, you know, by playing early uh, and MLB just not looking at the weather report. It was obvious that this game needed to be played earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is uh, at this stage. Uh, so we're probably going to get another rain, uh, uh, a rain delay uh, with uh, the Yankees and Indians uh, because, you know, trying to play in this and then you're having Tanaka start pitching uh, is just stupid. But anyway, let's get right back to it. So in terms of game one tonight, what I would like to see is a bit more of a mix of getting role players in that captain spot on DraftKings uh, just to save on the salary and then being able to fit in uh, your LeBron, your Anthony Davises of the world. So I'm actually going to propose something a little bit more radical in terms of uh, of, uh, lineup construction, you know, because I know a lot of folks are just going to want to jam in LeBron uh, or uh, Butler or Bam AD jam them in the captain spot on DraftKings and kind of go from there. I think you got to go about it a little bit differently. So I'm going to lay out uh, some of the captain options that I'm going to be playing with uh, on over on DraftKings. So on DraftKings, I'm actually going to be suggesting playing Dwight Howard in the captain. And again, you know, Dwight Howard was a uh, 5k, uh, uh, 5k normally on DraftKings. And the captain, he's going to run you 7,500. But here's what uh, playing Dwight Howard and the captain's going to do. From a minutes perspective, Dwight's probably going to get somewhere around 22 to 25 minutes. But with that, you're still going to get a possibility of putbacks, rebounds. So you have a double-double potential with the minutes being played. But that allows you to fit in uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron, 
Then you can run it back with some of the role players, like a Rondo at 5,400, Tyler Hero, 8,000, and Andre Iguodala at 3,400. You know, with that kind of construction, you have the ability to be able to, like, do mix and matches on pretty much anyone you want with Dwight in the captain. And the reason why I say that's important is because in this series, it's more than likely that we're going to have, you know, a condensed rotation. And if you're in that starting five for the rotation, it behooves you uh, to be getting 20 to 25 minutes as a starter. So my my thought process is, you know, while I think, you know, you can go a couple of different ways while, yeah, you could slide in um, uh, LeBron at the captain – you're going to lose some of the primary ball handler uh, options on uh, DraftKings. So, you know, it it just kind of limits your route tree to just the role players. Whereas if you kind of uh, mix it up a little bit and go a little off the board where you're not getting as much uh, concentration, you know, I think, you know, it, it just works out better. Uh, so you don't have to play Danny Green's of the world because Danny Green's not going to do much in this series. I'm sorry, there, it, there, just there's no way Danny Green's going to be putting up numbers in this series. I, I'm, I, I feel very confident in that stance that uh, Danny Green is going to be terrible in this series. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, you could do a combination of Dwight Howard, 7500, Bam, 10-6. LeBron, 13.2, uh, so 13,200. Duncan Robinson at 6,800. Tyler Hero, eight grand. And then you slide it in with uh, an Alex Caruso. You know, outside shooting options that can score and are going to be uh, ball handlers. You know, you, you're going to need to have uh, these guys in play. And I just think that at the end of the day, you know, it just makes more sense uh to kind of use someone like Dwight that's going to be a little bit under the radar in terms of, you know, public perception. But from a a number standpoint, uh, you're going to be able to get some value out of Dwight. Now, I also think you can consider Andre Iguodala in the captain. Now, Iggy is a harder play because, you know, Iggy's value comes in, you know, that Spolstra might think that, Iguodala could still guard LeBron for large quantities of the game uh, if he spells them. I I don't see that scenario happening. I think they're going to try to conserve Iggy and use him against LeBron in crunch time uh, come fourth quarter. So, you know, use him in spurts early, uh, like late in the first uh, quarter, and have him play into the second quarter, but then sir, uh, save up his minutes for the fourth quarter when you want that defensive stopper and kind of slowing down LeBron uh, down the stretch of games, I think that's where uh, Iggy comes into play. So uh, that's where I see it from a DFS perspective, from an actual series perspective. I think the Lakers are going to take this series, uh, even though I'm I'm going to take uh, take it take some action on the Heat and bet on uh, bet on them at a plus three hundred uh, uh, underdog. I still think the Lakers are probably going to win this series. Uh, my uh, bet for this i also put it on um you know the series goes to at least six games uh i use that as part of uh, the valuation uh bets uh 
you know, uh, on the series like so. You know, I just kind of see this as a longer series than most. Uh, people are thinking this is a coronation series for the Lakers. The Heat are going to make them work for it, and the Lakers are going to have some games where they just kind of pack it in because they're trying to conserve energy. So I think this series goes uh, at least six games, uh, and we kind of go from there. But hopefully we get a good finals, and, you know, that's all for now. I know we're coming up a little short on time, so I'll get this episode uploaded for you guys ahead of uh, tip-off. And we go from there. But uh, best of luck to all of you and enjoy watching the finals. Take care now. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.